Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And we're the hosts of the Anxiety Chicks podcast, where we dive deep into the reality of anxiety, nutrition, and mental health. Listen as we explore all things anxiety healing while keeping it real, including our own struggles with mental health. We'll bring our expertise as healing professionals to the conversation while discussing the tools and strategies you need to heal the anxious mind. Listen to the Anxiety Chicks on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Allison Sepinera. And we are joined today by a very requested guest. And when I say very requested, it was my mother. And um, <laughs> she just like loves... So her name's Carrie Vitt. She is a functional nutritional therapist at our wellhouse in Frisco, Texas, which, oh my gosh, I live here. Um, she's also the publisher of the successful cooking health and wellness site. Delicious. Oh my gosh. Deliciously organic has various organic uh, online courses for thyroid and adrenal health and is the author of two cookbooks, deliciously organic and the grain free family table. So cool. Um, but yeah, guys, so if you remember last week or not last week, it was like a couple weeks ago, we had on a integrative specialist who kind of, we kind of like dipped our toes into thyroid. We, we talked subclinical thyroid, but then we started dipping our toes into Hashimoto's. And then she kind of was like, I want to do a little more research before speaking on it. And I was like, no problem. We have Carrie Vitt coming on. She can <laughs> yeah. take over that for us. So um, Carrie, I think the first thing we want to get into with you, first of all, thank you for coming on our podcast. Yeah, Secondly, thanks. let's hear your story. Take us mm -hmm. back to where you started with your career, what got you into your career mm -hmm. and then your personal journey. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, uh, I, it's kind of funny. I was actually a music major in college. So nutrition, all that was not, not something I was even thinking about. And then after the birth of my second child, I started having chronic migraines and I'd also struggled with IBS for about 10 years and eczema. And I was on, you know, I was going to neurologists trying to figure out like what's going on. I was on three daily medications and the doctor wanted to put me on a fourth daily medication because even with the medications, I was still getting migraines about four times a week. And I just said, no, thanks. And I remember walking down that hallway with the white tile floor and the fluorescent light thinking, I don't even know what I'm going to do, but this can't be my life. And 
I got home and uh, I, there was this newsletter that I got in the mail, you know, back when we got newsletters in the mail. <laughs> um, and it said there was this little, it was like a family newsletter and it said like, hey, you know, you should really think about like feeding your kids organic foods because it could be better for their health. And I just thought, well, isn't that like when people want to like pay more for their food? Like I had no idea. I didn't <laughs> understand like what organic was. So I called one of my friends who... She ate really healthy, but like, she's one of my best friends, even to this day. And she knows that I tell this story like this, but like, I thought the way she cooked was weird, you know, like she ground her own grain and like made everything like uber homemade, you know? And so I called her and I was like, do you think that my migraines could have anything to do with the foods that I eat? And she was like, oh, 100%. So she brought over a big stack of books. And I just started by switching over the foods that I was eating the most of to just organic. That's all I started with. So still like white flour, white sugar, like even vegetable oil, you know, but it was just like, I'm just going to switch to organic. And within two months, I got off of all of my medications, my migraines cleared, my IBS cleared, and my eczema went away. Obviously it was the toxins and from like pesticides, herbicides, things like that for my body was too much. So I was like, wow, this is really amazing. So I really started diving in. Like I read the book, Nourishing Traditions and the Maker's Diet and things like that. And and that way of eating, that traditional way of eating really appealed to me. Um, so I started and I was a big cook. Um, I, I come from a long line of, of really wonderful cooks. So I started teaching cooking classes in my home because I was like, I just want to teach people how to use like these different ingredients, but then still make all the foods that like we grew up loving all the recipes we loved. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to start this thing called like a food blog. I've heard of these things. <laughs> so started that never really imagining that anybody would ever read it. Um, but I mean, thankfully it just kind of started growing and that was really fun way back in the day when food blogs were really young and, you know, it's just sharing recipes. And then, uh, I had a second health issue, uh, that led to thyroid disease. Cause I know we're going to talk about Hashimoto's and I had a very large amalgam filling and amalgam fillings are about 50% mercury. And I didn't know that at the time. And I also didn't know that when you get one removed, you need to go to a practitioner who is uh, properly trained to take all of the right precautions. Because anything above zero parts per billion or even million, I mean, anything above zero is toxic, right? Because it's mercury. So I, um, I laid in that chair. It was a very long appointment. They just drilled and drilled and drilled, did not take the proper precautions. The second I sat up from the chair, I turned to the dentist was like, I don't feel good. Like something's wrong with me. And I'm like, Oh, we'll just go home. You know, you'll be all right. And I was in bed for a week. I like, I was so tired. I, I just, and I remember thinking like, why would I take a feeling bad? Like this doesn't even make any sense. And then my health just very rapidly started declining. I, um, became a sensitive to every food like every food. If I ate meat, I would break out into hives. If I ate lettuce, I would break out into hives. I couldn't even be around like running hot tap water because the, the toxins, you know, cause there's chlorine and stuff like that in the tap water. If that would get in the air, I would break out into hives and I had hives from my neck up 
They covered all of my neck and my face, all of my skin peeled off twice a day. And it just felt like it was on fire all the time. And I became depressed. My hair was falling out. I couldn't sleep. I had no energy. And I just dropped like all extracurricular, anything I was doing. I would get up and get my girls off to school. And then I would just lay on the couch with ice packs on my face, you know? And, um, the hardest part of the whole thing was that I couldn't get a doctor to take me seriously. Mm -hmm. So for nine months, I went doctor to doctor to doctor and they were just, they kept telling me, Oh, you have dry skin. And they kept giving me like steroid creams. And I was like, you don't understand. Like something is like legit wrong with me. So finally a doctor was like, you know what, I guess I'll refer you over to an allergist. And so this allergist, she ran all the tests and everything was negative. Right. And she's like, well, this is kind of weird because you are reacting to everything, but allergy wise, you don't have any allergies. And she said, you know, I was reading the other day that people can have Hashimoto's and an extreme symptom can be hives. Let's just test for that. So she just went on a whim, tested, and it was positive. So I was very thankful at least I had a diagnosis. Like I knew something was wrong with me, you know, and now I was like, okay, now I can start figuring this out. So my doctor recommended thyroid hormone medication. And I was already coming from the place that foods, lifestyle, all that can heal the body. So I was like, okay, well, like, is this going to heal my thyroid? Like, how's that going to go? And he said, no, 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 that's not how it works. Like your thyroid's going to eventually stop working and you're going to be on meds the rest of your life. (laughs) So second experience walking down that hallway with the white tiles and that fluorescent light. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I got to figure this out. So again, I called my friend again, you know, that I called before about the foods and my migraines and called her and said, I don't, what am I going to do? Like, they don't have a solution for me. And, um, she said, my sister is a holistic nutritionist out in California. I've already called and talked to her about you and I've booked you an appointment, mm-hmm. which that's a good friend, you know, that's a good friend. <laughs> yeah. So I started working with, um, this nutritionist, uh, Kim Shooty out in California. And I had to go on a, uh, a grain free nutrient dense diet. Obviously I had to do a lot of heavy metal, um, drainage detoxification because, um, one of my root causes was the heavy metals from the amalgam filling that had come into my system and my body was trying to get it out. It just couldn't. And, um, you know, of course there were very specific supplements she had me on based on my labs and things like that. And, um, over time, like my hives completely went away. Um, thankfully they've never come back. I can now eat all the foods. I'm totally fine with all the foods. Um, my levels went back to, you know, normal levels. Uh, I'm still not on any thyroid hormone replacement. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, I think many people need it. I just, you know, have been able to, um, do things with my diet, lifestyle, you know, sleep, all those types of things where my thyroid is able to produce the thyroid hormones that my body, my body needs. So, um, through all that learned a ton. And then I went back and got my certification so that I could be a, uh, functional nutritionist and, uh, Kim, who was my nutritionist, she mentored me for many, many years. Unfortunately, she passed away about four years ago. So, um, I do consider it just 
a great honor to be able to carry on and teach others what she taught me because she was really, really brilliant in the area of autoimmunity and thyroid disease, especially. And so what I help my clients with and I teach online and I teach my clients is, is really what she taught me and what I personally walked through. So that's what led me to today. (laughs) I I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that with us. And, you know, it's funny, Allison texted me and she was like, hey, like, didn't we just do a thyroid like episode? Like, wait, what's going on? (laughs) And I was like, no, like, this is like super specific. And I think that it's really scary. I mean, no, it's not scary and it shouldn't be scary. But autoimmune diseases are, I I think it's really scary how if we were to test like a line of 10 random people, Mm -hmm. how many people who are struggling with symptoms and they just go through their daily life of like, God, I just don't feel like a hundred percent. And the doctor's like, you know, you're just a woman, like you're just hormones or like, you know, we get told all these like the anxiety, like all these things, but there is a way to feel good. And there is a way to, like you said, uh, naturally feel good too. Like, I don't think we always should just like jump the gun and start medication right away. I think it's Mm -hmm. worth trying the natural way and not saying that's going to work for everybody, but oh my gosh. Okay. So wait, I want to backtrack into your story. You said, um, you had the, so basically what you were talking about for people who are like, wait, what is she talking about with the fillings? It's like those Mm -hmm. mercury feelings they used to do. Yes, some some dentists still use that. Um, like I know silver the, ones, right? Silver, yeah. I, I know in yeah. the military they still do because it's cheap. Yeah, yeah. So I, they shouldn't be doing it, that you know, to our military, but um, yeah. So it's silver. So if you, if any of y'all that are listening, you should look in your mouth, and if you have any fillings that are silver, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend talking to a holistic dentist about eventually getting those removed and what that would look like if your body's ready, what the detox would look like, things like that. A hundred percent agree. I was actually just reading on this recently and how the removal can release that uh, metal into your body. And it's just so crazy that we're not told that stuff. And then we're like, why do we feel so weird? You know? So, okay. So you got told you have Hashimoto's and how did you, Mm -hmm. first of all, what were your, did they not test your uh, thyroid labs when you first started feeling sick or did they only test your TSH? They wouldn't test anything. They wouldn't even draw labs, nothing. Yep. Oh my God. Now they asked me to find a doctor who would just do blood work. Yep. That's crazy. Okay. So usually the people get hit with the like, oh yeah, we'll pull like your thyroid panel. And then you look at it and they're like, they just pulled your TSH or something. You know what I mean? Thyroid. It's pituitary. No, no. Um, And so what freaked me out is about two years ago, my mom is like super holistic. I'm super holistic. And we just like really like to know our bodies and like what we can do to better uh, make our bodies operate in our systems and stuff. And so we read about TPO antibodies and autoimmunity and stuff. And we by random got our TPO pulled and it was, my mom's was like sky high, like mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't remember the number, but it was like insane. Mine was high, but not like hers. Hers was like okay. insane. Okay. And that's when she found you and started following oh. all your stuff. Yeah. She was able to get hers down, but, mm-hmm. um, 
she hasn't fully ever gotten a Hashimoto's diagnosis, but what do you believe is like the key Hashimoto's? Oh, you have Hashimoto's diagnosis. If is it just if you have TPO, or did you have more labs that showed? Yeah, it? I mean, I mean, first of all, I do just want to say as a nutritional therapist, I don't ever diagnose ever. Right. So even if I see somebody has high antibodies, I just go, oh, look, your antibodies are high. Let's support your immune system. You know, yeah, I can't. Um, But in general, like if you're looking at how they diagnose, like a medical doctor is going to diagnose, they're going to look at the antibodies. So there's TPO antibodies. There's also um, the thyroglobulin antibodies that can be elevated. So those are usually the two that they that they look at. Now, when you have antibodies, a lot of people think, oh, I'll automatically have low thyroid hormones. And that's not always the case. Yep. So yep. that's a whole other layer. But that is generally how a medical doctor is going to diagnose. I have a quick yeah. question. If yeah. you, um, when you finally found someone to do all your blood work, were you yeah. the one that said, can you test me for Hashimoto's? Is it through like the blood test that you get that? Or did, it was or the did blood someone test. recommend that? It was the allergist that said, you know, sometimes I've read this thing that you can have hives when you have Hashimoto's. Let's just test. So she was really just kind of going on a whim, which I'm very thankful for. Yeah. I don't remember her name. I wish I remembered her name because I would really like to thank her. But, you know, yeah. And no, I've, I've found, I haven't been tested for it yet, but I've actually wanted to. And I've, Mm -hmm. I've struggled with that in doctors Mm -hmm. around here. Like even, Mm -hmm. even some, I've actually a functional doctor I went to, I asked about it and he Mm -hmm. didn't even advocate for me for it for a while. And Mm -hmm. I, I haven't seen him in a while. So I'm Mm -hmm. still like debating going back, but like, it was very weird that no one would talk to me about, I don't know. It was just very weird that, that they weren't um, like advocating for it, you know, where yeah. I, w- around. Yeah. I think one, from my understanding, one of the main reasons is because there's not a treatment for it, mm-hmm. right? There, there are no medicines for it. So many clients have told me, Hey, my doctor told me it doesn't matter if I have antibodies yeah. or not because yeah. treatment is the same. I'm like, that's, that's true. That's true. So I think that's also why they don't, because it's like, if they know you have Hashimoto's, it's like, well, I mean, we can't do anything for the antibodies. So I feel like that's one of the big reasons why you can get tested yourself though. I think people need to know that. Yes. Order any labs you want nowadays. Now, of course you need to know like what to look at, but (laughs) there's like a site called like true health labs and you can get on Mm -hmm. there and you can order whatever you want. And you can even arrange like a meeting with a nurse to like go over mm-hmm. stuff for you. Yeah, yeah, that's what so, I actually did for for um, SIBO. Yeah. Um, I ordered like a, a SIBO test, but I literally has been in my my other room for about two years. Yeah. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's the issue, Allison. You have to do it, <laughs> right? I'm like, but I want to have like pasta for the next four days, so whatever. Right. Um, can you just uh, s- explain Hashimoto's a little bit? Um, also just to people listening and kind of what that, what that is and what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, in the various, I am a big fan of just talking in very simple terms, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with Hashimoto's, you know, you're going to have elevated antibodies, right. And these antibodies, um, in general, what they're doing is they go and attack the tissues of the thyroid, like your immune system, there's different kinds of autoimmunity, right. And with Hashimoto's, the immune system, 
for whatever reason, has decided, hey, the thyroid's the enemy and we're going to attack. And so it slowly destroys the thyroid tissues. And if you let it go, then yes, for a lot of people, eventually the thyroid will, um, those tissues will be destroyed and, and then you'll start to have like low thyroid hormone. So um, now in the early stages of Hashimoto's, you usually don't see thyroid hormones affected yet, mm-hmm. right? So there's different stages of it. In an advanced stage, when somebody's had it for years and years, on a lot of people, gosh, I'm almost positive the stat is like you usually have an autoimmune disease like that for like eight years before mm-hmm. you're diagnosed. So that's a lot of time um, for, you know, the body to be attacking like the thyroid or if you have another autoimmune disease, you know, some other tissues in the body. Um, and I mean, that's basically in general what it is <laughs> just to keep it super, super simple. Yeah, no, that, that's what I was looking for. I also just wanted to, if you could explain, I don't, maybe this looks different for everybody, but like, what's, what are some of like the symptoms, I guess, of thyroid mm-hmm. yeah, disease or yeah. like Hashimoto's? Yeah. I mean, there's over 300 symptoms of thyroid disease, so it uh-huh. really can look different for everybody, but some okay. of the big ones are, um, brain fog, fatigue, uh, can be anxiety, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, weight gain, um, you know, or just difficult, like to lose weight, um, cold in the hands and feet, things Mm -hmm. like that. Those are some of like the big, the big general ones. So, so it's fair to say that there's people that maybe could be struggling with this and also like it's connected to like a mental health component kind of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I mean, there's various root causes for autoimmunity and when it comes to Hashimoto's, I, I think it's so important to understand when we're talking about root causes that there's always multiple root causes for your autoimmunity. There's never yeah. just one root cause. Um, one of them is always a gut issue. There's some kind of gut mm-hmm. issue going on, be it leaky gut, be it um, IBS. Be, I mean, it could be a lot of different things. SIBO, I mean, candida, um, but there's always a gut issue going on. And um, there, from what I have seen practicing with clients now for about you know five years, working with them one-on-one, there's always an imbalance also with the adrenals and the mm-hmm. HPA axis, which is the hypothalamus, the adrenals, and the pituitary. When that axis is out of balance, you're going to see anxiety, worry, panic attacks, mm. all that type of stuff. So, yes, they, they do go together. It's just that it's more of like that HPA axis is out of balance. And so that's why, you know it's, it's causing some of these other symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am super passionate about anybody who's struggling because a lot of times it, people have symptoms and they're like, Oh, it's anxiety. And I highly recommend, there's like a couple things I recommend. Uh, first of all, is testing for autoimmune. I think that anybody who's struggling with anxiety or mental health should advocate for that mm-hmm. because I think there's things that you should check off before being like, it is just anxiety. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know, nowadays they say what 97 to 98% of people have leaky gut. I mean, mm-hmm. what do we expect? And then the chemicals in our food, and this isn't to scare anybody it's more of to like know that you this is something that you can treat and you can catch and you can Mm -hmm. 
help before it gets bad. Like that's what I like. I like that I advocated for myself. I got told I had a positive ANA. I got told I had TPO antibodies, Mm -hmm. but she's like, oh, but like you said, my doctor was like, oh, but you don't have to worry about it because you know, you don't really have symptoms and you feel fine, Mm -hmm. but I don't ever want symptoms and I don't ever want to not feel fine. I don't want to be in my forties feeling that way. So what can I do now to not get there? And like, she didn't have an answer for me. And I think that's why you are so important because Mm -hmm. I think there's a way that you can get that under bay Mm -hmm. to never get to that point. And I think that's where, uh, you know, in today's medicine, we don't care about prevention, but this is Mm -hmm. such a big thing that we can prevent. And uh, I just think that if you're going to go to your doctor or like you said, Carrie, you can order things. Highly recommend just pulling a TPO, pulling a TG. It's TG, right? The second one? TG. Thyroid thyroid antibody. Yeah. And an A and A. I just I don't know. Just do it. See what happens. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you you get those labs back and you maybe will feel a little confused or flustered and and then look for people like Carrie. And there's tons of people out there who want to help people holistically and look at it from let's really dive into your life and let's really yes. like even stress. I mean Oh, oh yeah. <sighs> number I mean, that's the number like that's a huge root cause, huge, huge, yes. you know, and I, I think that women don't realize that now autoimmunity is growing among men as well. It's just been yeah. slower growth, but for women, I think that I know, and I know it's the hardest part to work on. You know, we want to just eat the food or take the supplement, you know, but mm-hmm. it is, you have to look inward. If you want to get better, you got to look inward. You got to look at what are the stressors in my life. And I think that people don't understand that stress can come in many forms. It's not just emotional or mental. It can be environmental. It could be that, you know, it could be radiation in your home from like Wi-Fi and your cell phone. Mm-hmm. It could be nutrient deficiencies. That's a stressor. It could be body care, skin care that you're using that's not non-toxic yet. You know, those are stressors. So yeah. looking at all of those as a whole, and I recommend to my clients and those in my courses, like just make a list just make a list and have a friend or family member speak into that. And of course you got to have an open mind and, and try and not be defensive, you know, but a lot of times somebody that's close to you can see things you can't see, you know, and maybe it is a big thing you need to do and you need to go work with a counselor or a therapist. That's awesome. Go do that. Or maybe you're like, you know what? I'm still using Tide and this is a stressor for my body. It's an endocrine <laughs> disruptor. I'm going to change my laundry detergent. Awesome. You get one checked off your list. And that's a, that's a bit of stress that you've just pulled back on your system, which is actually going to help you feel better in the long run. So you. Today's episode is brought to you by athletic greens. I take AG one by athletic greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted to increase my immune system and better my overall wellness to be top-notch. I heard about AG1 on another podcast and hearing their testimony on the changes they saw in their health made me want to finally give it a try and since then I've been hooked. I take AG1 in the morning before starting my day and it makes me feel like I already started the day with doing something so good for my body. It's all your key health products like multivitamin, minerals, pre and probiotics and more working together as one. AG1 is made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and whole food sourced ingredients. 
So it's basically all of your key health products in one. I've actually started adding AG1 to my morning smoothies. And honestly, after a couple of days, I already noticed that I have more energy. I've been sleeping better and my gut has felt the best it's felt in a long time. I also just feel good knowing that I'm making my physical health as much a priority as my mental health, you know? So if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash anxietychicks. That's athleticgreens.com slash anxietychicks. Check it out. You completely reversed yours, right? I did. I mean, it took wow. a long so, time. So, so yes. what, what, what were your numbers or what were all your labs? Um, I remember, I mean, of course they fluctuated a lot, right. a lot. I, my TSH at one point was like 68. Which, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Minus two or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I did swing back and forth from hyper to hypo at different times. Okay. Wow. So I was kind of all over the place for a little while. Both antibody levels were above 1600. So yeah. I don't actually know how high that they were. Right. But then I was able to get them down to optimal levels. So, and it took a lot, it took a long time. I was just, um, usually with clients, you know, six to nine to 12 months in, they, they might see anybody starting to change, you know, for the better. It -hmm. took me two solid years until I started to see my antibodies come down. So I was just in a rough spot. It usually doesn't take people that long. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Do Do you normally see a positive ANA with TPO? Not always. Okay. No, no. It's kind of rare. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's what was interesting is like my mom didn't have a positive ANA, but she kind of took the approach of and, and I mean, you can do this at home, like say you're like, well, I don't really want to deal with the doctor, but I'm very curious on like TPO antibodies. So what my mom did is she just went and literally got hers pulled on her own. Yeah. And so she pulled her TPO and ANA, her TPO was high, her ANA was negative. Mm-hmm. And she just followed like a lot of your stuff. Mm-hmm. And she just she mm-hmm. got her TPO down so much. She was so oh, proud of herself. Like she was like, so awesome. ah. <laughs> but it, it's cool that you can do that. I mean, if you put in the time and put in the research and you really can do a lot just at home. And I think that's, what's so cool. It's like, she never, ever, ever once saw a doctor or even got told she has Hashimoto's. She Mm. actually even didn't want to put that in her mind. Mm. So she just kind of was like, you know, this is what I have. I have a high TPO. What are the steps I can take right now to get it lower? And I'll try, I'll do trial and error. And so she did the trial and error and uh, got it lower. And so she was like, okay, like I'll keep doing this and I'll yeah. keep adding things. Yeah. And so, so I'm curious, what are some of those steps? Like what are some mm. of the steps that you recommend um, yeah. getting those? Cause I don't know those letters you guys are talking about. I actually have no idea what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> like the TPO, I'm, I'm like not the science person. And so I'm thinking, and I never, I haven't gotten any of this stuff yet. So I'm like, wow, yeah. this is interesting that I'm like, I'm like writing it down for my doctor when I go see him. Um, But I'm curious, like once, if someone does have this, kind of gets this feedback from their doctor, like what would you say is maybe like a first step or like what could they do? I guess it's like a lifestyle change kind of thing, right? Yeah, it's a lifestyle change. Um, Some of the top things I would recommend is number one, just start pulling out processed foods out of your diet. 
and start eating a nutrient dense diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely avoiding gluten. I would say that is very, mm-hmm. very important when you have yep. um, Hashimoto's or Graves disease. Graves is not talked about as much. It's also a thyroid autoimmune disease. It just makes your your body go into overdrive. So with Hashimoto's, a lot of times your body just gets super tired. And with Graves, you go into overdrive. That's a very simplistic way of talking about it. I understand there's so many more layers, but I'm just trying to keep it simple. Um, yeah. But when you have just one exposure to gluten can negatively affect your thyroid for up to six months. So it's super helpful to just pull the gluten out. So just start making baby steps, you know, to start pulling away from the processed foods. You don't have to do it overnight and get stressed about it. Um, I have lots of resources you can even like see on my site. I even have an article like what is a nutrient dense diet? And then you can read through like what that looks like. Perfect. I would do that. I would um, really make sure you're getting good sleep. This is foundational to good health and for a healthy immune system. And so many people are just like, eh, I'm just going to put that on the, the back burner or, you know, or a lot of people kind of get upset when I say that because they're like, but I don't sleep well. Right. right. <laughs> I've been in that. I've been in that situation. Then, then start making that a priority. Make right. sleep a priority. And start pulling back on your stress. You know, if if you need to change your schedule, if you're, you know, always on the go, if you're never having time during the day to just like sit, right? I mean, most people, even when they eat their meals, they're working, they're scrolling on Instagram. Like we've gotten into a habit where we're not taking time to allow our brains to just chill out. Um, and that's a huge driver to offset the nervous system, which is going to offset your immune system, which is going to keep driving the autoimmunity. So, um, your food, stress and sleep. And I know that's so, so simple, but like, those are three big things that like in America, especially like we're just not doing well, you know, and so start making steps because those things can have a profound effect on your immune system. Now, when we go a lot deeper and are there detoxes, are there different things? Yes, yes, yes. But if you don't have those three things in place, that's where you have to start. Well, unlike Taylor was just saying about her mom, like trial and error. I mean, this is really what I've learned and what I work with as a holistic psychologist. Like it is trial and error and you have to sort of find the right the right recipe of all of these things recipe, you know, no pun intended with the, <laughs> um, for, you know, for your lifestyle that includes right. a balance of all of those things you just mentioned, right? Like, yes. um, it's, that's actually not, I, I feel like you said that's so simple, but it's like, it's not, that's almost like so broad that it's, that it makes some people I work with feel even more anxious because it's like, sure. okay, well now, okay, thanks. Thanks. I need to, I need to like work on my stress. Cool. Okay. So that's cool. Like, where do <laughs> right. I go with that? You know what right. I mean? I'm like, well, that's why you're working with me now. So let's do right. it. So there's different, you know, people you can go to advocate for you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that you said the thing about, you know, the busy, the busyness, right? Like people keeping busy and just like, it's like, go, go, go. And like everything's yeah. immediate, the social media, everything. It's like mm-hmm. learning how to slow down is hard. And I think that's a huge part of it. And that's something I needed to learn for myself. And I think I'm getting there, but um, trial and error. 
I, yeah. I, I think that's yeah. important. Yeah. And I think even with slowing down a piece that I think we often miss is even just slowing down in our thought patterns, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, our, this little piece I like learned from Caroline Leaf and I was like, Oh, so, Love you know, her. I hadn't really heard it explained her. Way, but like your, your brain is separate from your mind. Right. And your mind is all the thoughts, right. That are going on. And all those thoughts influence the brain, the brain then influences the nervous system. And in the Gray's Anatomy textbook, it talks about how the nervous system controls and coordinates all structures and systems in the body. So if your nervous system is out of whack because of the thoughts, right, because of what's going into your mind, that is then going to have a cascade effect throughout your body for your immune system, for hormone balance, for anxiety, all these things. So going back and thinking about what, what are my thoughts like, you know, Mm. and we all struggle with this stuff. All of us do. Right. Like, am I constantly just feeling like my brain is like all the time? Am I constantly just worrying through all sorts of thoughts? Am I thinking about a lot about, you know, past conversations or things I'm frustrated with or whatever, and just doing a check-in every, you know, a few times a day, honestly, I did this for a while and I would just check in and be like, what am I thinking about? And then I'd be like, oh my gosh, like, no wonder I don't feel good right now. You know, my, my mind is just in a tizzy. And so, yeah, again, that's, it's a very multi-layered thing. It takes a lot of time, but I think being aware that the thoughts that we're thinking can directly, well, I wouldn't say direct, but downstream, it affects the health of your whole body. That's just, it's really cool to know that. And then I feel like it's empowering because you're like, Oh, there's actually a way that I could help support my nervous system. That doesn't cost any money. You know, it's going to take some steps and some work, but it can have like profound effects. Can I just, sorry, piggyback on that one more, yeah. one last thing, really, really quick. Yeah. Sorry, Taylor. I know you want to go because Allison, Allison's like, wait, what? I'm doing an episode on thyroid. And now she's all like, no, 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 no. sorry, just, I'm, yeah, no, I, I just like something when you just said that, obviously you're talking about the thoughts. So of course I'm getting like light bulbs because I'm a CBT, you know, a therapist. Yeah. Um, but even when you said the trickle down thing, so, and how much the brain and just like everything with our body, just how much it's so connected. Mm-hmm. I've actually started trying to practice and I've been trying to do this. It's very hard for me just being in an Italian-American family and like foods all around all the time and how how psychology and food for me is something I've had a weird relationship with food my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've really been trying to teach myself how to eat more mindfully Mm-hmm. And how I'm really trying to savor my food and not just eat to like, because um, I'm starving, right? And I'm just like, oh my yeah. God, I, I need to eat. I'm trying to really slow down that part of it too. And it's very hard. And it's yeah. so it's it's so crazy how I really am consciously trying to say, okay, here's my meal. I'm going to yes. actually take, like I'm telling myself, I'm taking a bite of this and I'm going to chew it and then I'm going to mm-hmm. wait. And I actually have noticed that when I'm really dysregulated, you know, a lot of with the mind body connection, you lose, you lose a lot of your stomach is so connected, right? With um, mm-hmm. the hormones and how it produces the happy hormones and stuff and serotonin. Um, and so sometimes you just aren't hungry when you're nervous and worried. But for me, there's even times when I'm not like worried or nervous, but I feel like, okay, I, I'm still not in a place where I'm ready to eat yet. 
Mm -hmm. I'm sort of like, I still need to be in a space where I'm ready to eat and my body is like calm and regulated. And now, okay, Mm -hmm. now I'm ready to eat. I'm trying to, I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm trying to really eat more mindfully. And I feel like that's something too that people could really work on. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. So, so, uh, oh my gosh, should I cut out? Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 You're uh, there. So yeah, my mom, she actually started with, it's funny, you you speak a lot on gluten and she started with gluten, you know, thinking like, oh, I have no sensitivity to gluten. I have no celiac. You know, people think that they're like, right. oh, that's, it's such a trend. It's such a, right. a rich people thing to cut out gluten, whatever. And she didn't do it like the cut out gluten, go buy gluten-free snacks kind of way. She did the like cut out gluten just cut out gluten because I think a lot of people they'll cut out gluten and then they go get all those gluten snacks with all the sugars and all that stuff and so that was like her first step and that's where she saw a significant difference because she Mm. what she would do is she would cut something out and then go retest her labs like she would give it like three months or so and so when she did that she saw a significant difference in her tpo which I thought was super cool I mean just right there is like it's just proof that we we can make change and we don't have to feel like we're stuck because it's kind of like you said you you're so say you're an anxious person you go to the doctor you get told you have Hashimoto's and you're they're like oh this is a life sentence like you just kind of live with it right, right <laughs> and it just right. it just kind of gets worse over time and you know have a good one you know it's like right. <laughs> it's it's like wait what like and then you go you go mentally with that you know especially if yes. you have health anxiety you're like you start imagining things yes. you're like oh I now I'm feeling lumps on my thyroid and stuff. You know what I mean? So it's, it's pretty crazy. Okay. Before we run out of time, I want to get into some of the uh, community questions. Um, so is it common to see nodules with Hashimoto's? I would say it's common. I don't, not in my experience. No, but nodules are a thing, you know? And then she said, can nodules disappear? Yeah. I mean, even if you just look at WebMD, they even say that nodules can come and go on their own. Um, A couple of things that I've found really helpful for nodules just in general is eating iodine rich foods um, or taking iodine supplementation. I never recommend iodine supplementation unless you talk to your practitioner. Okay. That's super Mm -hmm. important. Um, Castor oil packs over the thyroid. Um, you got my mom doing that. Oh, good. There you go. <laughs> uh, and then also lymphatic work. So, um, you know, just making sure that you're moving your body, things like that. And maybe look into if there's somebody that does good lymphatic work in your area. So those are three kind of basic general things, but a place you can start if you have nodules. Okay. And then someone said, this is a very interesting question, how to check thyroid without lab work, major phobia of needles. No, I don't know of a way you can do that. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. You got to maybe bring a friend, hold their hand. Yeah. Maybe smell some essential oils, you know, something, whatever you got to (laughs) do, just just do it. (laughs) Okay, that, that's uh, this one. I mean, I know, like, like you said, can't diagnose, can't really prescribe medication, whatever. But right, with right. the right nutrition, can I go off Levo after taking it for three years? Mm. Um, okay, we're all biochemically individual, so this yeah. does look different for each person. Um, 
is it possible to uh, like regenerate thyroid tissue and for thyroid tissues to be able to produce the right amount of thyroid hormone and for the conversion of T4 to T3 to be able to happen well, all those things. Yeah. And then as you get better, can you have a situation where your doctor sees this and changes your meds? Totally. I've had many, many members of my thyroid course share that this has happened to them. I've had clients that I've worked with. Of course, you always, you always just have to, you never, ever go off of the thyroid meds without your doctor saying you yeah. should, because that can cause a lot of problems. So I know that it's a big goal for a lot of people to get off meds. I think that it's important to remember that those thyroid hormones are supporting your body in a big way. They really are. And they can be a helpful tool in your tool belt to use alongside diet, lifestyle, all the things. So Short answer, yes, but it is going to look a little different for everybody. Okay. I think that just gives people hope because I think like you said, a lot of times you'll go to the doctor, they give you a thyroid medicine and they're like, this is kind of just your life forever. Like I feel that's what a lot of doctors do say. And I personally do know someone who got off of it and they're able to keep their labs in control with uh, working with a functional practitioner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This one is interesting. So if thyroid issues are metabolic in nature, like type two diabetes, can you quote unquote cure thyroid diseases? I mean, I mm, remission. (laughs) Yeah. It's metabolic. I mean, that's the, basically the processes of the whole body. Can you say that again? (laughs) I know. I know. I'm like, wow, this person, (laughs) uh, If thyroid issues are metabolic in nature, like type 2 diabetes, can you cure thyroid diseases? So I guess she's saying like, you know how like type 2 diabetes, you can't ever really cure it, Mm -hmm. but you can keep it. I would say you can just keep it at like remission. You could stay in... Yeah, you can can get into remission. And I mean, thyroid disease looks different for everybody. Like, maybe all you have is low T4. And maybe the only reason you have low T4 is because you have a deficiency in iodine. So you increase your iodine, and now your thyroid can make T4. Well, then I think you've figured out what was going on. You know what I mean? Um, Or maybe you have enough T4, you just don't have enough T3. And it's because your liver's congested. And then you take steps for your liver. And now your T4 and T3 are are optimal. So I mean, yeah, it can go into remission. I think in some cases, I would in some cases, I kind of would call it a cure. But it's like, I know that's like a big word. But like, what if it is just from a nutrient deficiency? I mean, what if you have low vitamin D and that's the cause? And then like your D is in check and now your thyroid's fine. Well, then maybe your your doctor, practitioner, whoever's working with you or you just did it yourself. Like, well, great. Now it's not there anymore. So I will say with autoimmunity, it's more of a remission type of a, a thing because could I easily drive myself back into Hashimoto's? Sure. Totally, totally could. So that is more of a like, once you get to a good baseline, then you got to like be in maintenance mode. Awesome. And then last question, leave us with three foods people can start incorporating into their life for thyroid health. Okay. Number one, butter. Definitely butter. Um, Those good, healthy, saturated fats from animal foods are huge. We have to have them for hormone production. The vitamin A, the body, the thyroid really loves retinol from vitamin A that you can only get from animal foods. 
this is a big switch that I, like a lot of my clients will only be using avocado oil or olive oil. And I'll be like, okay, let's lean heavy into animal fats. They come back five weeks later and they're like, I feel so much better. So that is a big one. Um, Number two, I would say, you know, if you are eating dairy, then definitely do unprocessed dairy. There's a big difference between processed and unprocessed dairy. So, um, you know, if you can get raw milk, awesome. If you can't do that, at least like do cultured dairy, like, like good yogurt and creme fraiche and mascarpone and kefir and those types of things. Um, those are powerhouses. They've got all the probiotics, vitamins A, D, E, and K. I know that we're told to avoid dairy. It's inflammatory. <laughs> Processed dairy is inflammatory. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Unprocessed is a great food. Of course, if you have an allergy, avoid it. <laughs> There's no questioning that. Um, but in my, the way I was trained and in my own experience and experience with clients, unless you have a documented allergy, um, having unprocessed dairy can definitely be part of a thyroid healing diet. And then the third thing I would say is, Vegetables are awesome. Cook them though and eat them with good, healthy hmm. animal fats. So okay. there's, you know, and this is a big topic and I won't go into all of it, but there are anti-nutrients in some of these. There's goitrogens, which can inhibit the uptake of iodine into our thyroid. There's um, oxalates. There's just different things in these different plants that if we're not cooking them or properly preparing them as like our ancestors did, they can start to cause problems. So don't eat tons of raw vegetables, mainly do cooked and eat them with like butter, ghee, lard, tallow, duck fat, things like that. Cause you need the fats so that your body can utilize the fat soluble vitamins in the vegetables. Wow. Okay. Everybody, if you don't know where to start, literally <laughs> just maybe go buy Carrie's cookbooks because I'm getting the vibe that she probably has all the, the no, 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 no thyroid foods out of there. And so I'm going to check out your cookbooks. Well, thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank like, you. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. You finish. You have what? I, say, I also have like hundreds of recipes on my site Ooh. and I also have lots of thyroid articles. So if you're just confused, like where do I even start with some of this? You can just go and look at some of those articles and I try and write them in a very simplistic way. So you can always pull away good, like nuggets of information to get started with. I love that. Thank you awesome. so much for blessing us with your knowledge. Yes. And yes. if people want to find you, your Instagram is Carrie Vitt, right? Yes. At Carrie yep. Vitt. Mm -hmm. And we'll put everything in the show notes. We'll attach yeah. her bio, attach her uh, website and everything. So all you thyroid Hashimoto wondering girls, check out Carrie Vitt. We just got a yes. little snippet of her today. But <laughs> thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you so much. Really fun. I really appreciate you having me. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.